Welcome to Backseat Confessions Podcast. Slide into the backseat as we listen to mostly anonymous strangers tell us stories from their lives. I'm a rideshare driver in Atlanta, and the people getting in my car have absolutely no idea I'm going to ask them to share. My commitment to you is to tell at least a snippet of virtually every story recorded in my car in the order they were told to me. My hope is that you laugh, cringe, cry, but mostly connect to these amazing people. You may find a piece of your own story or just feel more connected to the rest of us. Join us, won't you? So, hey, my new friend, this is an adult podcast. Themes and languages are definitely not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, it's that time again. Time to venture out into the wilds of the Atlanta streets and see what we can find. I know some say it's a jungle out there, but after putting this episode together, let's just say that my cautious optimism about life has been revalidated. Yeah, revalidated. I'm I'm sure that's a word somewhere, so. Atlanta, I don't care what anybody says about you. You're going to be just fine. Our first story today is not fun. This man finds himself the victim of a crime that continues to affect his life, and it sounds like there are plenty more like him that have been taken advantage of in this way. Story number 69. Sunday, December 13th, 2020, 12.44 a.m. So I was on business travel in San Francisco. Okay. And I happened to be at a bar and met someone who tried to convince me to go with them to a strip club. Nice. And I decided to do it, whatever, you know, night after work, had a few drinks. Yep. Ended up going with him to the strip club was drugged and ended up uh, getting stolen $65,000 on my credit cards. And that's kind of ruined part of my life a little bit. Oh my God. And uh, no one believed me on this. And actually this club, if you look in the news in San Francisco, you will see that they have done this to multiple people. I am not the first person and they continue to do it. Oh, you, so you're saying this wasn't a rando in the club. You think this is an inside Oh, I job. think it's, it's 100% that they, they basically were looking for, for people by themselves. Wow, dude, that is unbelievable. $65,000 is halfway between a car and a, an investment property. You oh are correct about that. God. I did not pay the credit cards, but I've been dealing with that for the last six years. That's unbelievable. Wow. Man, dude, I am so sorry. That's yeah. That's quite the story. Yeah, the city of San Francisco basically won't do anything. All the local news and media and stuff have tried to do stuff about it, but they're, they're in their pocket. You know, the problem is the politicians are in 
the clubs and stuff pockets because they're getting money and stuff for it. And the credit card companies don't really give a shit right. unless it's their employee, you know. So it's fun. what's funny is one of the credit cards in this situation, one of their VPs was actually, same thing happened to them in New York City. Are you serious? Same thing. And guess what? They said, oh, no, this was completely, you know, it was not his fault or anything. Uh, of course. But if my fault, I mean, it's my fault, but it was their exact the same thing. He was drugged and they stole, like, his watch and stuff. But, no, it was not his fault at all and nothing happened. Wow. So. Well, I uh, man, I just hope at some point you get some kind of like justice in all this. Like, and unfortunately, um, it may take just a preponderance of other people going through it. Till there's so many cases where it's like, okay, 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 and then maybe there could be some retroactive justice for you. But oh man, br- that's so brutal. I can't. I cannot even wrap my mind around that. Yeah, we'll see one day. So there is in California. There is a. Um, it's not retroactive justice, but there's retribution or something, but okay. uh, it depends of the DA and stuff. Oh, Nice deer right there. Yeah, the, if the DA actually decides to do anything, which by, I'm not holding my breath at this point in time. The right. only thing I'm hoping for now is it drops off my credit report, which I've got another couple years left. Other than rape, uh, it, it seems like this kind of crime would just really make you feel violated worse than most. To be drugged and your stuff stolen from you and your credit ruined is just really, really tough. And then getting your credit back after this kind of thing happens is a long, arduous road where you as the victim are are doing all the work, at least in this guy's case. And it doesn't sound like the credit card company or the powers that be are super interested in helping him because these clubs throw off so much money that, you know, who has the time to worry about one poor schmuck, right? Hmm, Uh, hey, justice system, let's have a conversation. I think we can do better, huh? One of my favorite types of stories that I get on BCP are inspirational ones. And I love them so much because they're not coming from professional speakers or famous people, but from regular folk, like this next gentleman. I think one of the most profound lessons we can learn is that many times we are our own worst enemy, and the narrative we tell ourselves determines whether we will move forward or let our past dictate our future. Story number 70. Wednesday, December 16th, 2020, 5.57 p.m. Uh, this is a story of when I first killed the man. No, wow. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, that went... Uh, that went, went south. That went... <laughs> 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 nah, uh, just... Just coming from a, uh, a single parent home, two, two, si- uh, one sibling, a uh, younger son, um, just, um... Uh, Having to be, um, when you become like the man of the household, you lose, you, you kind of lose the father and your older sibling. You got to be by yourself. You just kind of like have to like grasp reality, grasp life, you know, become a man, stuff like that at a young age and stuff. Yeah. And uh, it was just interesting, man. It just took me a long, you know, in life where you make a, you see stuff happen to you. You kind of like just, you kind of think about it, see what's going on and, and try to like, um, of course, you do the wise me stuff, but eventually you start, me personally, I start to ask questions like, 
you know people say everything happened for a reason mm-hmm. you got to make sense out of all this stuff because we agree. don't have the answers to none of this you know <laughs> so we really true. don't no you know we we're arrogant we say we have the answers and stuff but we don't so you know i eventually started making the choices and started like, grasping my reality i uh, went to school mm. went to uh so transportation to be a truck driver nice. and um i the day before my test man i twisted my ankle i had a swollen ankle i mean oh. literally like swollen ankle and uh, I had to pass a full D inspection with a swollen ankle. And my roommate at the time, he's about to be my teen driver. He's about to be teen driver, future millionaires, by the way. We about <laughs> to be teen driver soon. And he um, and he watched me do a full D inspection. But when you do a full D inspection, you do from truck, trailer, and decoupling. So you do the whole truck. You got to call out the parts, all that stuff. So I did that a full a swollen ankle. And it's just crazy, man. Like, I just look back. It's 2020. You know, a lot happened. I lost my father in August. So a lot so happened. So it's like. I'm just like, you know, I do a lot of self-reflecting. That's just yes, what sir. I do. So yeah. at the end of this year, man, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to self-reflect, look back on stuff and be like, man, like, you know, I just got to keep pushing, you know, so. Yeah, that's so good. So I feel like uh, part of what you're communicating is, is because you can't control the circumstances of your life that you come into, that you're really, you're, you're advocating, um, sort of getting into the driver's seat as much as you can and taking responsibility for your own emotions and your your own mental state is that, is that kind of what you're saying yeah we you know and we both men so end of the day is like and i don't i don't i don't talk bad bad about anybody that's like um it's hard to it's hard to like get out of that yes but you know I me I don't know I'm just I just analyze a lot of stuff so I understand my situation and it took me a while to start blaming my parents like yeah why this why that this down the third and it's yep. like you know whatever the circumstances is it's still your it's still your duty to take care of yourself and granted that's me you know I, I looked up you know you gotta do your own motivational videos yes. Jordan Peterson all those guys but I yeah I think um I think anybody I me mean, it's people that go across the world man from different third world countries and yes. they come to america and they make the <laughs> most out of this stuff man yeah like, it's some people that really go through some crazy stuff they had their homes bombed when i was a basic trainer 19 years old it was a girl she was like in her 30s lady in her 30s yeah. she literally don't get me wrong, I didn't, well we know talk about the army stuff but she literally like had homes like her home was bombed she been through some stuff like she wow. came over to overseas here to, to make the most of her life so it's like yeah, yeah man i think I just think I want my friends to do the same for them to fully grasp to their life and their reality. You know what I'm saying? And just yeah. like really just, I mean, because we can't control everything, you no, know, and no, yeah. what you can't control, I just think you shouldn't, I don't think you should, uh, you should hurt yourself, you know, mm. whether that's bad habits, mm. bad decisions, you, you got to choose what you think is best for you because if you keep choosing, you know, just, if something bad happened to you, that's just life taking its course. Whether you right. call it karma, nature, God, universe, whatever people call it, sure. it's going to happen. But yep. I think you shouldn't you shouldn't hurt yourself because it's, if it's people outside the world is already trying to do that, you know. So, yeah, yeah man, that that's been kind of like my life story. Like, you know, me just understanding my position in life, continuing the lineage of me by myself and just trying to like really just take all chances, man. You know, I want to go back to school, man. Like, I'm. My friend taught me into going back to school for business and get a fine for finance and stuff. And really, we gonna start a business. You gotta know what you're talking about. Like, yes, sir. it's not easy, man. You no. know. And I got little cousins that I want to be a good example for. They, one side of my look on my mom's side, one little cousin's lost their dad. The other, mm. the other lost their mom. So it's auntie and uncle gone. You wow. know, it's two cousins gone. So it's like, I just, and I'm, you know, 
when you're at that young age, you want to be like, I want to do this, I want to take care mm-hmm. of this, I want to take care of that. But people, they don't, the people don't at that age, they don't normally like actually put the action in. Mm-hmm, but you mm-hmm. know, I'm at the age now where I got the passion to help and I got the action and, and understand it to go and make a move to do it, you know? That's amazing. First of all, thank you for your service. Uh, and, uh, and then also, um, I'm really proud of you for just the way you approach life because I feel like, um, you know, like you said, you had things go against you that you couldn't control in your in your upbringing, and you're you're doing what you can now as a responsible adult to change the direction of your life. And part of what your goals and dreams are is to be able to to help inspire uh, people in your family to to do the same thing to take uh, to pull themselves out of really tough situations. So, um, yeah, that's that's super inspiring. That's amazing, man. For real. So- so since I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I feel like you got some good going here. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. The reason why I kind of like I stumbled upon the army talk, I went into the army when I was like 18, 19 years old. Yes. And I overthought it. I paused in basic, but like, I ain't gonna lie. The first week of basic training itself, anybody yes. hear this and they like, I wanna go to basic training. <laughs> After that first week, you're good. I promise yeah, right, you. But right, right. My first week of basic training was hell. It just like. The uh, the food the food was different. It's a couple of things is different, but once you get into the habit of waking up at that yep. time, four o'clock, and you get up, PT on you, you kind of have fun with it. And I yeah. did ROTC. But that said, though, I was 19 years old, I want to say, and I overthought it, man. Yeah. And I disappointed myself, my family, and mm. I got out of it. I quit it. Oh, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna be honest. I'm not gonna. You know, I want to yeah. be real. Yeah. real I love you it. Know? I love. I love so your honesty. I got out of it and stuff, and you know those few years, man. I was just sitting there going through the motions, and mm. I didn't smoke weed till after I got a basic training. When I got a basic training, I was like 20 years old. New Year's the first time I smoked weed, so yeah. it took me a long time to actually get this mindset. You know, it took a lot yeah. of mistakes, man. You know, yeah. so so you so you basically you you got out of the military before the end of your contract, and but then in the process of all of that, looking back, kind of like you said, you're reflecting your life, you've learned some of the hard lessons from that mm-hmm. and you're going forward. You didn't let it defeat you. You didn't let it define you. Yeah. Now I, I had a lot of like, uh, what else moments, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then it took me understanding like, like loss of family members. Like I, I met my little cousins. I met my older cousin, you know, um, I miss them, you know, and mm-hmm. I met a lot of people throughout my family. I got close to my family, yeah. and you just start appreciating what you got going yes. on now, you know. So yes. it's like you gotta make the most of it, and it's like, you know, I'm gonna still travel, man. You know, yes. I'm, I could still travel. Yes. I could still meet people. I could still network. I could That's still enjoy cool. life. I could still get good insurance, you know. Yes. You know, whatever it is, you know, whatever, whatever the what if moment, you mm-hmm. know, I yep. might think about it, but I don't, I don't feel bad about it, you know. Right. It well, just, there's literally nothing you can do about it now. It's like that that decision is behind you. Exactly, you got right. and you got to do that. But it's you know, people when something happened, we we sit there, we play that moment back and yeah, forth, and it becomes sometimes. yeah, and it be, yeah. you know. So it's it's a science to that type of stuff too, man. That yeah. personality traits, now yeah. it's a science to it. You know, I'll be trying to like understand all that good stuff. You know, love but, it. Uh, well, you're you're uh, a student of life. I, I feel like one of the most profound things that I ever heard a really wise person say is that life is a journey of learning. Um, that's literally the meaning of life is to learn. Um, I think uh, it was somebody Oprah interviewed, and they wrote this book called The Road Less Traveled, which I never read. But um, when she was interviewing him, that was what he said. Like, And he was a deeply spiritual guy. He was a Christian, deeply spiritual guy. But he said the whole purpose to life is to learn. 
And um, and then there's a saying I love called you're either winning or you're learning. And I've, I've probably said it a million times after I heard somebody say it. I was like, ah, that's a really great way. That way you don't always feel like you're losing, right? Mm-hmm. You're either winning or you're learning. And I think we learn more from our mistakes than we do from our wins, right? We feel good in our wins. We love to win, mm-hmm. but we actually learn more. Um, through the losses. But anyways, um, man, I appreciate your heart. I appreciate your, your honesty, your sharing. And I know, I feel like someone's going to listen to this and be somewhere in their journey. Your story is going to like spark something in them. So man, I, I appreciate you. That's what I want to be. I want to, I want to be the person that when somebody feel bad about their life and their mistakes, I want somebody to look at me, but like, well, at least I'm not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Dude, I've been that. I've been what you just said a million times. That's awesome, bro. That's all I want to be, man, because people yeah. feel like their life is just so crumbling. It, it is hard, man. It's yeah. tough, man. But I want people to see, well, at least I'm not that guy, you know, and they could just make some light of it, and they could just, like, just whatever helps people, man, just love is law, you know. So Dude. I feel like whatever can get For somebody real. just above that next, you know, out of that that situation that mindset whatever the case may be man but love it thank you man thank you for sharing your heart really appreciate it yes sir awesome speaking to all of us but especially to us guys this man's message is so important at some point you have to stop blaming and start being a difference maker and i include blaming ourselves really I love that he owned his less than honorable exit from the army, but that during his army experience, he met that lady who had escaped a far worse life than him to come to the US to have a chance. And and now he's moving forward with being an example of how a man should live in service to those that are looking at and up to him. I am super proud of you, my friend. Again, these two stories have a thread, and I'm discovering it with you as I'm putting these uh, stories together long after they were told to me. This gentleman was also in the military earlier in his life and, and has some inspiring things to say to us. I also love his nomadic spirit. I mean, he doesn't like grass to grow under his feet for too long. Story number 71. Thursday, December 17th, 2020, 9.40 p.m. Um, that's crazy. I forgot already. What were we talking about? I was <laughs> telling you about you, uh, you how tell- I got out of the Navy, I believe. Yeah, you were telling me about how you got out of the Navy, and then you started to tell me, like, you kind of went back to Detroit. Yeah. And something kind of started coming to you, and I was like, whoa, don't tell me anymore. Let's, oh, like, let's yeah, capture right. it. No, yeah. yeah, I was saying pretty much, um, like, I got out. And went straight to Detroit, you know, went back home, and I kind of just smelt it in the air that I was about to get back into the same, you know, shit. Yeah. And I was like, I just changed, or I don't know what happened. I just like, you know, I'm going to come down here, come to Atlanta, went to school. Yeah. And just try and carve out a different, you know, path of life for myself. And I've been here ever since. It's been about two years. Okay. I don't know. I've been out here, yeah. About the end of 2018 is when I came down here. Yep. Two years. So, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a crazy ride, but it's definitely been... um better than what I would have got myself back into I could say that yeah uh, and I love that I love that because um, we, we spent a couple minutes talking about the military and kind of like um, it feels like one of the big things you got from it was um, just being around the culture of 
taking care of yourself as a man, whether it be making your bed, exercising. Right, right. Yeah, just kind of that, that mindset. Um, do you think that was part of what helped you in making that decision? Or, like, what, what do you think? Um, what, why didn't you go back to the sort of the streets or the, to the old bad rhythms? Um, tech, uh, not really. It, it, I guess it's kind of weird. Yeah. I, I, I can't speak for everyone else, but I know I can speak for me and I can say I went into, like for me, since since I was a jit, since I was young, um, I just move, you know, I just move around, especially once I got the chance to, you know, yeah. once I got my own car and own really just life so ever i guess like after 18 yep uh just was you know doing a little work and then figure out i needed to do something though like it was something i wanted to do and there was nothing really popping up yep so like i'm gonna just do the military yep um did that and loved it of course i went everywhere from here to asia and back it's been only place i haven't really been is africa continents would be like africa and then russia wow that's about it wow everything else has been a blast um dude that's so cool yeah that was a that was a fun part of of life but of course like i said i can speak for everybody else but for me i didn't really take too much of it in got it you know i didn't uh it was just i was just moving by you know moving through the days and it's not like i wanted to it's just like you know i was young and just doing whatever you know i was just having fun and just not really caring about much yep saved up of course a little bit but I, you know, still young. I was blowing it on stupid stuff and could have <laughs> saved a lot, way more than I, you know, initially had. Yeah. Um, um. I can't remember what I was about to say. Well, I was asking, I was kind of because I was going for like, what do you think it was that caused you to not fall back? In oh, that, yeah, um, the like, same, like I was saying, the same way. Like for me, I just move around a lot. Like yeah. once I, as soon as I went to Detroit. My mom didn't before the Navy. Nobody, no one even knew I was joining the Navy until like my mom knew two weeks before I left. Wow, that's the type of guy I am. I yep. just I'll blow with the wind, quick. Yeah. <laughs> once I got back to Detroit, my mom thought I would be you know there for a minute or whatnot. I'd try and carve out a you know a path for myself there. Yep. And I, she didn't even know I was. She didn't know I was in in Georgia until I told her I was here in Georgia. Wow. <laughs> she didn't even know. Wow. It's like, and I plan on doing this soon here too. But I'm carving out. You know, I'm at the age where I can carve out a piece for myself. Yep. And then I'll move on and then figure out some other stuff along the way. It's like, I really want to go back to Japan. I want to go back to all types of the really? places and, and figure out a lot of other stuff, you know? Like, being in Japan, I was stationed there for two years. Wow. And I still, like, like I took it in, but I didn't take it in like I wanted to, you know? That was a whole different culture, and I loved for it. Sure. Wow. I completely so loved it. What What was it about the Japanese culture that drew you? Uh, it was very peaceful very peaceful it's like i didn't have to worry about anything i didn't have to worry about looking over my shoulders which i still did mm-hmm. just how the just the way i was and i guess raised not the way i was raised but just being raised and around the stuff i was almost like habit yeah you know like instinct and yep. i remember thinking one time um like i was taller almost everywhere i go i'm <laughs> taller than everybody right and i remember thinking that well at least this way i don't have to worry about anybody running up on me you know <laughs> like i can see anybody that would try anything That's but so then funny. It didn't really hit me until later after I left Japan that why was I even thinking that way, you know? Because oh, it was yeah. so safe. It was nothing that I really need to worry about like that, but I was still in that instinctive mode and not really letting it go. Just yep. being me while I was in a different country or whatnot instead of actually, you know, embracing it and, and learning it and wow. moving with it instead of moving against it, you know? That's brilliant. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Instead of letting it change you, you were still trying to, to hang on to what you were used to, which is most of us. Um, but yeah, it feels like it feels like you're on a, a path of also enlightenment. Um, I got to ask, is there any like moment uh, during your service in the Navy uh, that was particularly like crazy or impactful or interesting like just something that really stands out uh yeah quite a few i i wouldn't be able to name all of it and i probably can't remember deep well i can definitely remember details but i would have to open a lot of uh connectings in my brain that i disconnected already <laughs> but um it's, yeah a lot of stuff dude i almost died i want to say probably more than three times Whoa. i'll tell you that um wow it's been plenty of friends that i've lost wow from little errors that has cost them their life really yes um wow and of course you know i've lost and i've lost a lot of friends in the military uh through suicide um, so which sorry. yeah i wasn't even expect that's the one i don't expect i don't yes, I, I don't expect when the little errors as well but mm -hmm. yeah the suicide also comes that literally comes out of nowhere just as, as yeah. much as a machine malfunctioning or you doing something wrong yeah wow um yeah yeah, that's hard. Then the places, definitely all the places that they open my eyes. Like I said, I was still young and just moving around a lot, but it definitely opens your eyes. It's like a new, it's like a new layer is peeled back from your vision every time you see something new. Every time I visited somewhere new, wow. every time like it started, I've barely been out of Detroit. Maybe oh, I've been to Georgia before, but that's because my aunt, you know, has been down here for a while. So I come down here during the summer for as a kid. Yes. That's about it wow. from from <laughs> my life in Detroit. And um, by the time I got into the Navy, I uh, went from, you know, home to Florida, to California, to um, Hawaii, to um, Asia, the whole Asian Pacific with China, Japan, uh, you name it, you know, uh, Singapore, Thailand, Philippines, Korea. You wow. name it, then Australia, that would, it, we weren't stationed there, but we went there quite a bit. Okay. Like all other types of, or all the places that we would hit port and you would step on their land and it's literally like a veil being un, 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 unveiled, you know, it's like, wow. that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, you were so young, so almost like some of this is now hitting you. Yeah. Almost like the reverb or the echo of it is, is hitting you now almost as much or more than when you were in the middle of it, which is... Which is pretty amazing. Um, you're also, it, it, from what we were talking about earlier, you're working for a large company now and, and doing some tech stuff. But you're, you've got some entrepreneurial dreams in your bones. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So like, like what are just just a couple? Because um, there's gonna be somebody that listens to this, some young guy that listens to this, who's, you know. Um, probably like looking around and like what, what do I do with my life and I, I just right might be in the same shoes type thing or right whatever. yeah I might have went through the same shoes yeah Man. tell me a little bit about like just some of the things that are hitting you right now this at least ideas of kind of like some different things you, you want to try uh, for, you for making money yes sir um like I said before I told you earlier um I like I want to get into affiliate marketing I'm into the trading right now I'm learning forex I'm okay. pretty uh decent at it that's awesome. I'm just still learning it though mm -hmm. uh trying i'm gonna try and get into like the, the stocks and whatnot yeah. i'm not sure how to get into it yet but i'm gonna get into it uh you know wholesaling uh sooner or later uh retail most definitely okay wow. uh, not, i'm sorry not retail real estate oh real estate oh yeah, yeah for yeah, sure definitely not retail um <laughs> right okay uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Just little stuff like that just until I can actually figure out. Like, I figured out a bunch of knacks, but okay. I haven't figured out what it is exactly that I want. You know, what yep. it like, what do I want to build? I can make the money all a live long day, but what do I want to build? You know, how do I and how do I want to go about it? Yeah, and you know, so on and so forth on that. Yeah, I love that because uh, I feel like when you talk about building something, you you're starting to get into like what do you want to build for legacy that goes beyond yourself and even you you leave behind generationally, uh, whether it's money and and um, potentially a business or something. So that's real. It's really cool just to hear a young man who's like you've got your head on that way and it's totally normal to be your age and not be 100% sure what it is you want to build but at least you know you want to build something right I feel like a lot of young people they don't even know it doesn't even occur to them especially young men um, they're just like in party mode and they're not even thinking about uh, a career much less building something so that's huge man no facts that's a fact and uh, and I can say that for a fact because I was that fact (laughs) (laughs) right it's, it was it's crazy when you can think back on it. It really is. And I'm almost positive. You, like this is what this is why you're doing what you're doing because it's, I know you can. You're trying to. You went through. Like trying to read your number. It's like you know you went through you know the, the times of your life. Yep. But you know that you can do something to help those not go through what you went through in your life around those times because it'd be ten times easier without the the stress and and heartache that comes with that other stuff you know yeah and just for the record for people listening i didn't tell you anything about my story you don't know anything about my crazy story but yeah you're dead on i definitely um i definitely want to love people well and i'd love for my story to either like you said help people go around some of the stuff that i've done or if nothing else um stay hopeful when they're in the middle of you know a bad place so right now that's really that's very uh, wise, and uh, you're definitely a very uh, intuitive young man. That's awesome. I well, appreciate man, that. Yeah, for sure. I, dude, I, unless you have anything else, I just want I just appreciate you sharing your heart, your story, and I literally, I just wish nothing but the absolute best for you. Oh, I definitely appreciate that, too. <laughs> you don't always get that from a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate you, man. His thing about trying a bunch of different ways to make money until he can figure out what he wants to build is powerful. I had the sense that he was deep waters and, and wasn't just building for himself, but eventually wants to build to leave a legacy. And of course, the way he tapped into part of my reason for doing this podcast was just super dope on a, on a personal level. Another young man I'm grateful to for sharing his heart and I'm proud of who he is becoming. Continuing the streak, this is the third guy in a row that is sharing from his heart something that he hopes will inspire. And honestly, I don't really know of a better life message. Story number 72. Thursday, December 17, 2020, 10.25 p.m. Man, I want to speak a little bit about a tragedy I just had a couple days ago, man. It's something that changed my life and woke me up to a lot of different things that's going on in life right now. Wow. 
Actually, man, you know, I just want everybody to know, you know, like, if you have any people out here that you really, really love, man, make sure you tell them that you love them each and every chance that you get because you never know when that person may vanish, disappear, lose their life, anything. Yes, sir. But, man, December has been a tough month. You know what I'm saying? I'm really going to label this one of the toughest months of the year. Yeah, yeah. And, um... It's crazy because, you know, I don't get a chance to vent much, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, yes, for all the people out there listening, once again, I do want to tell y'all and I want to encourage you guys to let your loved ones know that you really, truly love them. Yeah. Give them their flowers while they're here, yeah. you know? Yeah. Another thing, man, what happened was, some real close relative, man, my cousin. Yes, sir. You know, we went high school together, middle school, elementary, sorry for saying it backwards and all, but, you know, the whole school thing you know mm-hmm. we went through school together yeah he wasn't just basically my cousin he was more like you know a part of me man you know what i'm saying yes, I, like i don't know how close people are with their peoples out here but man losing someone that's close to you man it really hurts mm-hmm. and i do want to say man like I just wish my cousin would have gave me a sign like, yo, I'm about to check out, bro. You know? Yes, sir. But at the same time, man, it was just amazing that, you know, I saw my cousin live his life to the fullest with no stress, no regrets about nothing. You get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And I want to admit, I feel guilty of it because he had to drive like an hour and some change away. But the whole thing of it is they made it home. You get what I'm saying? And it's crazy. I don't know what Cuz had going on, what he was thinking about. You know what I'm saying? I just know God was with him Mm. and whatever he had going on. And, you know, that was his final destination, man. You know what I'm saying? Cuz fell asleep behind the wheel and ran into a log truck. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a real final destination action, man. And it it really just changed my life, man. You know what I'm saying? Cuz wasn't just so much of a, you know, just a a person. It's an undescribed, like... The person that he is is like it's amazing. He was an amazing person. Yes, sir. He led his basketball team through high school, thirty-one and zero. Didn't miss, didn't lose not one game. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. Like it's crazy because like when I looked at him and I saw him on the basketball court, you know what I'm saying? He was like Allen Iverson. I'm gonna be real with you. He was better than Allen Iverson. Wow. You know, and he was just the image of Allen too. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. at the same time, man. I know people have a lot of stories out there to tell, you know what I'm saying? I just want to say, and I really, really mean this to y'all, whoever's listening, whoever may hear this message, hmm. always and forever, let your people know you love them while they're here, man. Absolutely. That's my story. That's my testimony, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It feel good to vent without crying for at least for once. Yes, sir. You know, and... I just want to encourage everybody, man. Let them people know you love them out of here, man. And one more thing. I love everybody. Yes, sir. You can be 18 or 80, crippled, blind or crazy. It don't matter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Yellow, green, black, blue, purple. It don't matter. You know what I'm saying? We all people. We all come from not the same womb, but we come from the womb. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yes. We are human. Yeah. We have to treat people like we are humans. You get what I'm saying? And one thing about me and one thing why I know that I made it out here for so long in these streets is because I have respect for myself more than anything. When you don't have respect for yourself, how can somebody respect you in anything that you do? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So like I said, man, I'm going to tap out on this one, man. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to get a little emotional, y'all out here, but I just want everybody to know, man, let those people, love, let, them, let them know you love them while they're here, man. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you.
That's it. Tell the ones you love that you love them and give them those proverbial flowers while they're topside. And then love everyone else however you can. Even the ones that don't really deserve it. There you go. The greatest calling in life boiled down by our new friend. Well, to wind us up for the day, uh, this is the opposite of our last episode where it was all women and then one dude at the end. This has been a guy fest. And we get to the end of it, though, with a pretty lighthearted story from a delightful gal. And I remember she she sticks out in my mind because she was pretty short, like under five foot, I think. And she was legally blind and just had such a bubbly, joyful spirit about her. Enjoy. Story number 73. Thursday, December 17, 2020, 11.27 p.m. Alright, um, so basically, the story is, it was 2016, it was my first time going to Chicago, and um, so I went there to visit my aunt, and she's a little old lady, she's nice and cute and petite like me, mm-hmm. but she's 65, right, so this is like my great aunt. Oh, nice. And when I get there, you know, I'm thinking we're just going to chill and everything, and like, I'm only up there for like three or four days, and she gets me like freaking stoned high as fuck every day we're smoking weed like she's waking me up like you want to wake and bake oh my so gosh. the final day of me being there we were actually scheduled to catch a flight but then we switched it at the last minute and we were you know just going to like catch the train or whatever i had never actually caught like the amtrak train from state yep. to state and you know i was really excited about it she was telling me stories and getting me amped up right mm-hmm. so like i said she's 65 and so she called her other older buddy you know to take us to the train station yeah and he comes pick us up. We stop by a liquor store, and he's like passing blunts after blunts. Well, they were joints, not blunts. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm stupid high. We're stupid high. As soon as we get out the car to go to the train station, it's like smoke coming out. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy as hell. Like these old people are just like smoking me under the table. <laughs> and um, so okay, so we get into the train station, right? First of all, we're so high, like both me <laughs> and my aunt. We don't know where the hell we're going. I'm legally blind, so I can't see. And we're just like literally, we get there. It's like five minutes, maybe like 15 minutes till the train pulls off, right? So we got to check in. But we're just, (laughs) it's so crazy because we're so little. And we have like all this luggage and we're high. (laughs) And we're just like going in circles, like literally. We've had to circle like at least five times carrying all this big ass luggage. I know people looking at us like, what the fuck is wrong with them? They're crazy. (laughs) And we're just looking for the for like the desk to check in with the train yeah yeah <sighs> long story short we missed the train oh. and yeah and we had to freaking catch a greyhound but before that happened okay um we missed the train okay. and you know we literally like split up like okay you're gonna find it you go this way I go that way we fucking missed the train oh. and <laughs> after we came down maybe like about 30 minutes later you know we don't last that long or whatever right after about 30 minutes later we realized it was right there in front of us between the double doors like no. the whole time we just never walked in there and it was no. like damn So, yeah, and we missed the fucking train. They didn't have another one, and we had to catch a fucking Greyhound. It was horrible. Oh, no. It was really horrible. Yeah. That was the most horrible experience that I've ever experienced. So, yeah. Yeah, Greyhounds uh, are not known for being the most uh, delightful way to travel, are they? 
Yeah, it was like really sucky. It really <laughs> was. Like, it just. So I guess the motto of the story or whatever is just don't smoke right before you got to catch a flight or a train or anything. Like, really, unless you're going to end up like we did and on the Greyhound. And mind you, like I said, we was looking so crazy just trying to carry all the luggage. And it was yeah. just like, uh, it was so horrible. But, uh, yeah. Ah, the more you know. Don't get high right before travel. Check. Okay. Duly noted. And I just love the idea of her surprise by the older folks in her life that have definitely not forgotten how to have a good time. And I actually smoked our rider friend under the table. Good times. Wow, what a trip. Started with an actual victim of being drugged and robbed while traveling and ending with getting high and trying to travel. Life is nothing if not interesting, am I right? But in the middle was just so much inspiration and good life lessons. I personally think a lot about the world we live in and, and how to make it better. For me, I don't believe we are all doomed or that the world is getting worse and darker all the time. Granted, the environment is probably what we're doing the worst with at the moment, but even that, I believe, is being turned around slowly. The rest, I could use hard statistics to show you that in almost every way, the world is better off now than ever for humanity, but the gentleman sharing today is what really stokes my fire for a better future. When we begin to come alive to our higher purpose and destiny, we really do brighten the world. So that's my takeaway from this episode. Let's keep lifting up the stories and voices of those that are leading with intention and love and also help whoever we are called to along the way. May you walk in light and love more fully than you ever have. Blessings on you and yours. This is what happens when you are a rideshare driver in Atlanta and ask people for their stories. These weren't handpicked people with great stories. They just happened to get in my car and be gracious enough to share with all of us. And who knows, maybe someday you'll be in Atlanta and need to grab a rideshare and end up telling the rest of us the next great story on BCP. I'd actually encourage you to, every so often, just ask a stranger to share a story from their life. You never know what you might learn. I believe that our stories are powerful. They can make you laugh, cringe, cry, or even get you to think or feel differently. Our stories can truly make this world a little bit better place. 
So please subscribe, rate, and listen to this podcast and share it with as many adults as possible. It would mean so, so much to me. First and foremost, I want to thank the incredible writers who trusted me with your stories. You're my heroes. Thanks also to all the people in the background who have believed in this project slash dream. All of the music on this podcast was found on pixabay.com and it was free, which is an amazing gift when you're starting a podcast on a shoestring budget.